Freedom of jail, clips inserted A baby's being born, same time a man is murdered The beginning and end, as far as rap go It's only natural, I explain my plateau And also, what defines my name Back again for another week at the barbershop. The weather won't stop us. Like Puffy said, can't stop, won't stop. Won't even know how to stop. Welcome to the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray. Joined today by my brother, my co-host. What's good, uh, DJ? I'm good, man. What's up? Just trying to stay warm. Almost called me A1. I almost called you A1. Sorry about that, brother. So never was. A1's a great guy. Speaking of A1, the producer, the man who makes uh, all this happen. What's good, A1? What's up, guys? Glad to be here. Glad to be here, man. We got a recording a little bit later than usual in the week uh, due to weather and uh, baby sickness or whatever not, but the show goes on. We're uh, not going to skip a week, so here we are. Got a good feeling. It's going to be a great show. Got a lot to talk about. Sports world is really starting to pick up, so uh, looking forward to a good show. Um, let's start with, well, no, you know what? We got an email that I remind me before... Um, we finished the show. There was an email that I wanted to address. It was a real good email. Um, let's start with a couple of random stories before we get into the playoffs. What's wrong, Andrew? Okay. Randall L. Randall L's comments. Randall L has come out and said that he regrets playing full football. DJ, you are a father of two sons. Mm-hmm. Would you let your kids play football? Um, I don't know. That'll be that'll be something we, we really gotta sit down and discuss it probably depends on the position but um i mean i love football man and i don't know how 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 many cases we have of of guys being really damaged from it you know i gotta really look into that kind of stuff i bet you 10 years ago this wouldn't even been a discussion though right it would have been like absolutely i want my kid playing football or i wouldn't have had my kid a problem with that no nah, not at all i mean i i know i've always said as big as a fan of boxing i am i was like nah not kids, not boxing. Right, not right, that. right. But you know, football is starting to it's starting to get into that conversation. Oh yeah, a one. I know you don't have a kid, but would you would you want your son to be playing football? It would be far down on my list as far as what I would you know. I definitely go baseball, um, basketball first. You know, it wouldn't be my first choice. To me, it'd be more about age. Like at this age, no, nah, I, I I couldn't do it. Uh, as they get later down the road into high school, if it was, like, I want to say my answer would be no. The answer, the first obvious answer would be no. Now, if we're talking about 10th grade and 9th, you know, 11th grade, where I remember how I, I remember how I felt, like, I'm not going to take that away from my kid. Mm-hmm. I would let him play, and I would hold my breath. You know what I mean? But at mm-hmm. this age, no, nah, I, I, don't, I don't need it. I, 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 don't I need think it. A, a big thing is that we see um, in football today is just that these players now are just freaks. They're so much bigger and faster. You got 300-pound guys running four, 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 fives, you know? It, it's, yeah. it is. It's a lot yeah. more dangerous now. Yeah, and yeah I, it is. I think the um, – I was thinking about this yesterday when I was at work, and the way kids what, – what is glorified in football I, – I grew up in a different place than both of you guys did, but what, what's, what's glorified in football at the younger age has completely changed to me. Um, when when I was playing as a kid, it was always about growing up, and we used to play football in South Florida. It would be it was more about speed and breaking people's ankles. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it was like the cool thing to do was be faster than somebody. The cool thing to do was to be Barry Sanders and make people miss. Right. That's what was what was glorified. So it was like 
when we went out there, it was like, man, I'm about to run this fly pattern, cook you. I'm about to mm -hmm. shake you, da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Now it's completely switched to it's like, what's cool is laying somebody out. You know what, you right. know what I mean? Like it's, and I don't ever remember at a young age ever feeling like the, the thing to do was to, you know, try and kill somebody. That, that just wasn't what got you the cool points. What got you the cool points was catching the 90 yard bomb or, you know, being the fastest kid or making some. What are you doing, yo? <laughs> What's wrong with this man, yo? You count his money yeah, on like, air, man. What, what, what do you want to raise? What do you money, doing, yo? Money Mayweather over there, yeah, man. What was wrong with this man, man? <laughs> but, <laughs> who does that? But any, this man just, uh, Mike Dick, literally just pulls out a lot of money and just starts counting money. Holds it up in his it, pocket. It up, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Just making noise. So can't even hear it. Would, they can't. wouldn't even know if you didn't bring it up. Because it's annoying me. But anyway, the point is, is like, that was what was popular and now i feel like as we've gotten older like you said hey well these kids are just bigger at earlier ages people are lifting weights at earlier wage at earlier ages and it just seems that that's what the quickest way to end up on youtube right now is not by making somebody miss it's by knocking somebody's head off mm -hmm. and the, the idea of that being like when you see these youtube clips and you look and you're like ooh, ah, an idea of that being your poor little mm -hmm. nine-year-old kid mm -hmm. nah i'll pass on that and mm -hmm. even on offense, what's the the running back from for Alabama? Trucking people, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. lowering your shoulder, yeah. Well, maybe that's it. a Florida thing, cause cause where I'm from, that's always been cool. Like juking guys and all that, being fast was 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 also cool. But running guys over was also cool, and you know hitting guys has also been cool. We used to play like in in, in the street with tag, but when you want to, you get to get hit on the, the sideline. Side you get into yeah, the grass. You, yeah, you get hit. We actually played the game. We called it. Cecil, you know, from Chuck Cecil, who was put out of the league for all the legal hits. Guys would um, literally just be walking in school, just walking down the hall, and somebody would just run up to him and just lay him out. Like, we literally did that. William Work days. Yeah. <laughs> William Work, we did that. Then it went on to, to Parkdale. And even outside of school, like, a guy would be walking, ask our friend James, I, I got him good, you know, a few times. Just walking, and books would be flying. <laughs> and, like, when the bell rings, people started just holding their backs up against the wall. And, you know, because they didn't want to get hit because they knew that's the game we were playing. So, like, hitting has always been something that um, that us around here that we I, I we feel like it's gotten to. a lot bigger in terms of the just the everything about it. The, the NFL has been the highlight reel. Like, if you were to put – now, since the percussion code call, they I mean, all this percussion stuff, the NFL has shot away from it. But before, the biggest highlights of the week, if you did the top ten highlights of the week, like seven of them are just hits, you know, like back-breaking hits. And you just be like, oh, my goodness. They had the jacked up jacked segment. Jacked up. You got, you got, was it mm -hmm. you got jacked up or yeah. something like that? You got jacked yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we would, where, where I was from, is you wanted to be Dion. You wanted to be Barry Sanders. You always wanted to be the fastest person, and you wanted to be the one that nobody could catch. Uh, being a, like when you pick positions – Nobody was like, I want to be the linebacker, and just everybody was like, no, I want to do straight go routes and, and be the fastest guy, whatever. But, um, you know, Randall Ellis said that uh, he, regrets and he, he regrets playing football and that now he thinks that he wouldn't be surprised if football is gone in 25 years. Uh, that might be a bit of a stretch, but I do believe that football down the line is going to have to address this issue. Um, I don't know if football is going to be gone. I don't. I mean, how can they address it? They've already, you when, know, added these these rules where guys can't hit guys in certain places. I don't know what more can actually be done. When I say football is going to have to address it, I don't mean like per se the NFL is going to have to do something because you're right. I don't, I don't think – what I mean is that there's going to be an effect that's going to be felt down the road. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like 
like the boxing sort of thing, like we talked about. Then we were talking about your house. I thought it was the last show, and just about how the state of boxing is just mm-hmm. dead. Right. And this isn't. This didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? It's a. It's something that happened twenty years. You know, in in the making, all the way down the line, and now boxing is paying a price for it and we don't even know what it is we you know i'm not sure what it is but something happened that changed and boxing became so far down the back burner in american interest that it's not even funny and i feel like football as you start seeing it it's gonna it's gonna be a trickle down effect and you're starting to hear a lot of people saying i'm not having my kid play and sooner down the road that will affect the game it, it will take a lot for football to disappear but as you know the more and more talented players start to go to baseball basketball god knows whatever else sports they're going to be um it will you know you'll notice it in some sort of way i, I don't know what it i don't be. i don't i don't know if if football would take that hit football is still the most popular sport in our country and i don't i don't i don't think it's just too many guys it's feeding a lot of families you know it's what guys love to do i don't i don't see it taking but, a much but, hit like but for example like our friend los who coaches high school football, right? And he was talking about they don't have football tryouts anymore. They can't even get 30 people on a football team. At, at a school at Parkdale where there's – or when he was at Parkdale North, let's get 3,000 kids at the school, and they can't get 53 people to play. Like, that's that's where you start seeing yeah, the well effect. That's, that's when you when you at a, at a you know a, pub, a public school that hasn't really won anything. If, no, you, if but, you go up to math or something or one of these, these schools that – you know, they win and they got, you know, all these prestigious players who come from there. I'm pretty sure their tryouts are ridiculous. But there's still a lot less kids playing football. Yeah. Just a lot less. And every year that number is going down. Well, I feel I feel a lot of that, you know, you can blame on video games too, not just, mm-hmm. you know, as far as how the um, people are getting hurt and, you know, having effects up there later on. Um, Here's the email um, from my man RP. Sent another one. And basically, was talking about the um, the art, the the receiver. And um, while we all are in agreement, and we've been saying all the season long that we don't remember ever being this many elite receivers, but his point is, um, I'm gonna read it, trying to read it so I can get the whole thing. I asked about the. He wanted to know is is the superstar receiver slowly decreasing? So I'm thinking, what? What are you talking about? And it says, I asked about the wide receiver. Because when you look at the final four teams are playing the Super Bowl, New England, Carolina, Denver, and Arizona, how many of those teams really have superstar receivers? Granted, Demarius Thomas and Larry Fitzgerald, but Thomas has had a down year. Daddy has. (laughs) I know you know that. That's your man. (laughs) And people counted Larry Fitzgerald out at at the right age of only 32. He had his probably best year. Right. But then you ask yourself, as we get down to the final four teams, there's no, and it always seems to be that way, Odell Beckham, Megatron, Brandon Marshall, Des Bryant, etc., Julio Jones, I mean, the list goes on, and none of them are around. So what does that say about that all of these, and that you, you look at these, New England does it every year with guys just fresh off the street. Green Bay has attempted to do it with pretty much guys fresh off the street. and um, Seattle. Seattle definitely does it with guys fresh off the street, and these are winning. So, and Cam Newton right now, Carolina, like you said, you don't have any receivers. He must not. I wonder if he knows about that game. But um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, what 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 do you take of that? What do you make of that? Um, I mean, that's only one position. I mean, you can have all kind of numbers as a receiver, but you got to get stops on defense. Um, what does that say be- about the value of having one? If I told um, you that, the, you know, what does that say about the value of having? I mean, obviously, you can't deny it. Then obviously, you would say. 
having an elite receiver isn't obviously a necessity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, these teams are winning, and if you look at the elite receivers, they're not. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, but you, you can uh, – there's also been, you know, bad quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls, and you can say you don't really need an elite quarterback – to win a Super Bowl as long as you got a, a defense. I mean, Brad Johnson and Dilfer, as you know, yeah. they got Super Bowls. But that's very much the exception. I mean, if you look at the last 20 Super Bowls, I mean, you're going you're gonna to be naming Roethlisberger, Peyton, Brady. Mm-hmm. Eli was – I mean, Eli's not an elite receiver, but he's not a bum. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not just a makeshift. I mean, generally the quarterback uh, situation probably over the last 15 years – I bet you that's five different quarterbacks. Maybe. The thing, even with that though, even like Ben, Ben wasn't elite when he won his Super Bowls. Not the first Tom one. Tom Brady wasn't elite when he won his first Super Bowl. No, I agree. You know, these guys, you know, once they once they got that Super Bowl and they got confident and you know they became better players afterwards. But what got them their ring was really running the ball and playing defense. Except really, I mean, Eli had to actually, I don't know, he just something clicks with him when he gets in the playoffs, but. You know, there's, I mean, Tom, I mean, Peyton, who who we all probably looked at, was probably the most elite for all them years. He didn't, he only won one Super Bowl. That's true. That is, that is definitely, um, it takes a whole team and coaching, like a lot of stuff just got to go right. It does. It definitely does. But I do think there is something to the fact of Megatron's been the best receiver in football for the better half of a decade and, Pretty much has nothing to speak of on a, in terms of a playoff he's, he's resume. Been, he's been on poor teams. Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson. There's a lot of elite receivers that have had. The, the thing is, I think here. Let, let's say this. I think you can have an elite season as a receiver and make pretty much no impact in terms of like we're not going to see this quarterback set all kinds of records and his team doesn't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when Peyton made. There's no quarterback record of a guy throwing four thousand yards, fifty touchdowns, and his team isn't even in the playoffs. But we can certainly see uh, Calvin Johnson catch 150, ball, 150 balls, 2,000 yards, and the team lose damn near every single game. You know what right. I mean? Like, so that, that, that's where – and same thing with we can see running backs do a ridiculous amount of rushing yards and pretty much your team do absolutely well, nothing. You, you take the example for when um, – okay, New England didn't win a, a playoff game for, for a while. It was like – might have been like – seven years or something, like four years or something like that. Then when Randy Moss get on the team, they go. Was I alive during the seven years? You was. I mean, I <laughs> when did they not win a no, playoff game? No, there was, there, was, there, was a, there was a stack. I used this a lot when I, against, when I had my um, Peyton Manning against Tom Brady conversations. You know, it, it was a while. They didn't win a playoff game. And they had a nice little stretch. And um, when, um, um, when Randy Moss got on the team, they go undefeated until the Super Bowl. And as good as Tom Brady is, he's never had a year, and their team hasn't had a year like that when they had that elite of a receiver out there. It just happens. I mean, receivers that good just always don't get a chance to play on teams that good. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that a lot of the times. But if we name – if I say name the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, you're going to tell me for the past five years, you're going to tell me Breeze, Manning, uh, Brady – Aaron Rodgers, Roethlisberger, they all have in common. They all have Super Bowl rings. Right. Now, I tell you, name me the top five receivers. None of them have any. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of them, most of them don't even have any Super Bowl, I mean, uh, any playoff victories. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whether it be Julio Jones, 
Andre Johnson, Calvin Johnson, uh, you know, insert name here, Brandon Marshall. None of these guys have anything. Right. You know what I mean? So, you got that? I, I don't even know where to start looking for that. I, I don't, I, I don't know about that. You're, you're, <laughs> you, you're. So, I mean, okay, look, they won the Super Bowl in 2001, 2003, 2004, 2007. Yeah, so I, they won the Super Bowl damn near every. 2011. Yeah. It was from 2007 to 2011. Okay, eight, it was four nine, years then. Three years. Three years, yeah. Four. They didn't win four. They lost the wild card, lost the divisional round. They might have had to buy that year, mm-hmm. so it's probably, yeah, three years, I guess. Four. Four? 2007 to 2011? 2007, they won the, they lost the Super Bowl. That's okay. when they lost to the Giants. Okay, then you go. They didn't go in 2008. Okay. That's the year Brady got hurt. Right. They lost in the first round the next right. year. Right. The third, the second round, or the divisional round, yeah. Three years. Three years. Three years without winning a game. One of them, Brady, wasn't there. Yeah. Right. But whatever the case may be. Um... What was I going to say? Yeah. Now, that's – yeah, so that's – I mean, that they is – still in the playoffs, though. Yeah, that's fine. But, um, yeah, I think I – think it, it, to me, the biggest waste is that I think a lot – what is sad to me is what I'll take from this is I would like to see a lot of these talented receivers with on better teams. You know what I mean? I, I think it's a shame. Now, if, if Antonio Brown was healthy, he, I think – and you know, I think this, that might have gone differently, and we might yeah. have them in the in the um thing. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's a shame that you look at a lot of the, the, the you know where you see Calvin Johnson, you see uh, Sam Bradford or Matthew Stafford, and uh, you know where you see Andre Johnson for his whole career, you see the Texans, see yeah. whoever God knows who the hell is even throwing him. And I I would like to see in a in an ideal world, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, they play with these guys. Yeah, and it. That's to me. That's the Rob. That's the uh, sad part is that that just ne- it very rarely happens. You know, when you got elite quarterbacks, you don't really need elite receivers because you got these quarterbacks. They make the receivers and they spread the ball around to whoever's open. When you got you know these elite receivers, you know they're kind of like the more prima donnas where they want the ball every time, and it happens a lot on teams that's always passing the ball because they down a lot. So these receivers rack up mm-hmm. you know these ridiculous numbers. Yeah, that, uh, that that's definitely the um, truth. What do you make of this college basketball that absolutely nobody seems to want to be number one? Five different teams have been number one, have been number one, and we have, we're not even at February yet. Man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really. It's hard for me to watch college basketball, damn man. Speak on it. Um, I don't know. Maybe because I've been a pro so long, it's just like. Oh, so it's more of a person. So it's not like. Okay, go ahead. I, I thought you were going to say something like that, that you think the game of college basketball is No, that good. too. It's okay. absolutely that because I used to love college basketball. And now it's just, it seems like a lot of kids who probably will never play at the next level out there and they have no idea what they're doing. So what do you, what is that? Is it's, that because there's something there? It's a lot of stuff. It's the shot clock being too long. It's, you know, the, the talent not being there. Um, and... I don't. I don't know who these who these guys are. I don't know what I'm watching. Like I can I can watch Maryland. But so how do you is that is that like do we need to fix this by making players forcing people to stay? Is this too, here's my thing is I feel, and you obviously know way more than me because you watch way more college basketball and you know these people more than me. I feel like what's at, what I've watched over the last couple of years is a guy comes in, and it's so much based off of what they did in high school. And it, college basketball doesn't even really matter. And, you know, it just comes a stopgap. Kids rank number three in the country in high school. 
They go to said college, don't even really do anything at said college, and still drafted like top five overall. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and so it's like at that point, what, what, that middle ground is like college basketball is literally like it's almost turned into like a rest stop to the NBA. Absolutely. I mean, for, for, the, for the, you know, the top high school guys, but, you know, then sometimes you do have a, a senior that, you know, gets better and gets better and comes out of nowhere and, and makes it. But for the most part, it's, it's a rest stop. I mean, it was a rest stop for me. Yeah, and, and I mean, now, I th- again, like we were saying with the college basketball, th- excuse me, with the football thing, I think it's a long time coming, and I think now we're starting to see the effects of it. And like you said, it is who are these guys? One, who are these guys? Mm-hmm. You know, long gone are the days where, you know, it was, oh, man, that's Calvert Chaney versus so-and-so that you, you know, you've known this guy, right. Christian Leitner, da-da-da, known right. Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, Larry Johnson, seen these guys for three, four years, right. known right. them. Exactly. Known to either hate them or, like, yep. we could never have another Christian Leitner because people had four years to hate Christian Leitner. Yeah. No, there's, we'll never have that again. No. You, you know what I mean? Because no. these guys are one and done yeah. at, at most. And, and guys are declaring for the NBA draft after the second years who don't even start, mm-hmm. averaging 10 points a game, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just mm-hmm. the product becomes – it's taking a, a big, big hit. And now they they comparing um, the kid from LSU, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, to LeBron. And I'm like – I haven't well, seen him play. What, what he, he doesn't play anything like LeBron. The kid – as as good as he is, I don't think he's taking a jumper, taking a jumper all year. Like he's he's like six ten, athletic, does a lot they of facilitating. He does a lot of facilitating. He he's not aggressive at all trying to score. He's really just out there handling the ball like kind of like Lamar Odom, just trying to find guys, making plays. He, he he's not aggressive at all. I haven't seen him take one jump shot. So you're not at all. I'm sure I know you don't have anything bad to say about anybody in the world. But you're, are you, you, would you say that you're not seeing what the rest of the world is seeing? He'll go number one. Yeah, I mean, I, I know. that was predetermined already. Yeah, yeah, but I don't like LeBron comparisons. He's like, LeBron isn't the best jump shooter, but still. Like, you can't compare this kid to LeBron just because he can pass the ball. You know, he's, he's 6'10". Um, I think he will be really good, but, I mean, you just, I never, when you, when you think about guys you comparing to, like, a, a guy who's going to go down as a top five player ever, maybe, and, and he and he 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 can't even shoot the ball a lick, <laughs> right? You know, what I mean, it's just <laughs> it's this, this, this we've we've came to. But, but I've told you that every year when we when we go into the draft, and you know, I, I tell you, and people say like, this guy's a combination of he's like Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan in one. I'm like, well, that would make him the greatest basketball <laughs> player ever. Lived. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. wh- whoever this guy is that you're saying, and, and every year it, it's like that. You know, this guy has so and so, so and so, and you'll be like. Hmm. combination of three different Hall of Famers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's got a Keem's footwork, Patrick Ewing's touch, you know, Shaq's muscle. You're like, wow, that is one hell of a player, and yet somehow he still averaged 12 points a game and six rebounds in college, and you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's really interesting, but I, I think that so many times when the people do these comparisons, they discount the great person, you know what I mean, Whether whoever it is. You know, they say this person is the next so-and-so, and you're like, that's just so disrespectful that you would even say that about that person. Right. Um, you know something with that came out that we actually um, didn't talk about. Maybe we'll have to do another show about that. Is all the top ten ESPN rankings of all time? I, I didn't see all of them. I seen um, I seen what what Magic was mad about the point guard list. He was mad about Isaiah's spot on the point guard list. Is that's all I really seen. I didn't. See I I'm, I'm with Magic. I think Isaiah is the forgotten man in history. That was a bad man. That yeah. was a bad dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, 
one, he left the game very early. And a lot of times, these guys hang on for six or seven years at the end of their career. And while they be, might not be a non-factor and they're just hanging on, I'll tell you what they are doing is moving up all those damn lists. You know what I mean? So you'll say, oh, you know, that guy just hung around at the end of the year and played like seven. A guy like, say, um, Andre Miller, you know, you'll look up and Andre Miller's going to finish in the top ten and assists, this, that, that. And it'll be like, played 100 years. You know what I mean? I, he'll probably finish ahead of Isaiah in a lot of categories. Right. And that's just because, you know, these extra seven years that you tack on at the end of the career, even if you're not starting, you're picking up points and assists and, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, the, the big issue is Steph Curry. And I guess is it too – I don't like doing greatest list and including active players uh-huh. unless you're talking about Tim Duncan where, I mean, Kevin Garnett, I wouldn't even really consider them active like – yeah. Their career is – they've established what their career is going to be. Right. But Steph Curry, I, I mean, there's no reason to think that he could just fall off the face of the earth, but he could. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? I mean, to to compare Steph Curry's essentially last three years to to somebody's, you know, John Stockton's 17-year career, yeah. that that's a little silly to me. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I get you on that. But it's like – Look, looking at Steph and, and what he's doing now is, is you know, some stuff that we, we, we haven't even seen in this game, and it looks ridiculous. He's really just embarrassing the league right now, a league full of talented players, and he's come from he didn't get he didn't get a chance to, you know, start off off the bat. He was injured for like two years, so when I when I see them compare like him and Isaiah's stats for the first seven years, I'm like that's really deceiving because, you know, he had a different path than Isaiah, but. Him at the top of his game right now is probably better than them when they were at the top of their games. One one name that was missing from the like just for the sake of the argument, the small forward. I might be wrong on this. I I didn't see it when I looked at the small forward. Okay, but just to put a sake of this argument, Tracy McGrady's name is not on there, right? Okay. Now, if we had had this argument in the height of Tracy McGrady's career, like dead smack in the middle of when he's winning back-to-back scoring titles, mm-hmm. he'd probably be like third on the list. You know what I mean? It'd be like, there's no reason to like, but yeah, I'll put him up there with Bird and then him. You know what I mean? It would have been like, yeah, yeah, I mean, nobody saw that he was, you know, he went from back-to-back scoring titles to just career never really went any further than that. Right. You know, never got out of the first round, never right. never really did anything. Right. But if we had if we had did that at that time of his career, you just projected that he was going to keep doing this and keep getting better, you know, it wouldn't sound crazy back then to say Trace McGrady's the third best small forward of all time. It would sound crazy now that if you did a, you know, a top a, a thing over there and you put him ahead of people like Larry Bird, people were like, mm, you know, where would you it get would, that from? It, it was, uh, to me, it would have sounded crazy then because, because he hasn't really – really done anything putting up numbers on losing teams he you know guys do that you know and that's you know guys call that losing basketball I mean there's always somebody on a losing team that's you know racking up a, a lot of numbers so it'll be hard to put him on a list of guys of all time who's you know maybe not you know been as you know flashy highlight real wise or that hasn't scored as much as Tracy but they've done so much for their team to help the team actually you know win championships I was disappointed. A couple of things, Brandon, before we move on. Like, I was uh, disappointed to see Webb wasn't on the top ten power forwards. Yeah, I'm. I'm look, I, I need to look at the list because I'm looking. I'm looking at the point guard. I'm looking at the point guards now. And I thought I like J.K. was pretty low on there. I, that's that was my thing. J.K. J.K. could be can, can be two to me. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I'm, it, in I'm, fu- I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that. Oscar, it's hard to really 
I don't. Uh, I don't like speaking on people I didn't see. Yeah, you know. You know what I mean? that, that's just my personal opinion. All, all any of us get this table can yeah. do is look at his numbers, and yeah. you know, his numbers are obviously video game like. Right, but he 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 was a point guard. He was like a point guard, a small forward. Right. It was hard to put him in there. You Different know, era. with the point guards, and they got, you know, Bob Cousy in here at, you know, at the end of the night, and I and I've seen. I've seen old games and highlights. We and talk about that all the time. Yeah, you know, and, and he got he got a <laughs> lot of rings, but you think to yourself, Jason you know, Kidd will wipe the floor with that dude. You no, know, Jeremy Lin will wipe the floor with Bob <laughs> Cousy. You know, what I mean, I don't mean to sound, you know, that way. It's just how it is. I mean, the game is different. The game has, has expanded. I mean, he, you know, seven time all star, all star. You know, what I mean, but eighteen points a game, seven assists. No, that's not even him. I'm gonna put that's he's he's. 18 points a game, yeah, seven assists, shot 75% from the field. You know what I mean? I'm going to go out, with one hand. I'm going to go out there and put it out there and put the final nail in the in the coffin for us ever getting on, DJ. And the reason nobody will ever like us, um, me and you are always in agreement to saying, and we're about to, I'm about to make the dumbest statement in the history of sports. Like <laughs> take ourselves. Don't the take air. me down with you. Nah, you you always up there with me. <laughs> Dwight Howard wiped the floor with Bill Russell. You know. What I mean? Oh, like, not, I mean, like hey, without a question, he's just too big and too strong. Without yeah, a question. And so without a question, you yeah. watch the Bill Russell like highlight stuff, and you think to yourself like, wow, <laughs> did that dude just shoot the ball with one hand from <laughs> of a you know? I'm just like, right. wow, that was that's pretty bad. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, the game the game is is different now, and I guess back then. And even back then, though, even back then, you know, he's still probably like a 12-point score, 14-point score. 40%, 44% and he, shooting. Yeah, he, you know, he gets he gets the majority of the credit for all the rings he has, but I don't hear many people talk about, you know, Havlicek, you know, average 27 no, on that team. Hall of Famers galore. Yeah, he's like the fourth lead scorer in this team. And, not, mm. and this concept that he was the wilt stopper, please look at those numbers. Oh, no, man. Wilt no, used to man. wipe the floor with yeah. Russell up, up and down. You yeah. know what I mean? It, yeah. it was – Stop. I mean, the, the, they have uh, – in one of those articles I wrote a year back, I mean, his numbers, his career numbers against Russell are like 33 and 19. Well, I mean, just doing what he wants to. His team just isn't even close right. to as good as uh, – what's his name team? But, yeah, I was disappointed they to see – They got George um, Gervin in here with the shooting guards. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the shooting guards now. They got George Gervin in here with the shooting guards. It was a couple – Reggie Miller's – no, it was, I think Reggie Reg, Miller's Reggie's nine. nine. Reggie's nine. Okay. It was somebody – it was another shooting guard that I remember. Was Ray, Ray's on there? Ray, Ray's, Ray's eight. Okay. Yeah, Ray's on I there. I think there was – I'm trying – I can't think off the top of my head, but there was a shooting. I remember being disappointed that Weber wasn't on there. The point guard situation, I was disappointed that um, Jason Kidd was so far down the list. Yeah. I kind of felt like uh, GP could have been on there, but I don't know. I'm not sure who you were going to take off of. Off of there. Um, I mean, where's can, Nash on there? I, I could that Nash is on there. I can take Bob Cousy off, and I can put. I mean, I love Tim Hardaway in this prime. You know, GP Tim. I probably could think of some more. Somebody said on there when I was reading, and it was a good point. I never heard anybody say it. Steve Nash was Steph Curry before Steph Curry, and he was. Yeah, I never even thought about yeah. that, but he yeah. was. He just never took near the volume of shots that he did. Right, but he was. You know, sound correct. I'm not. He was as good a shooter if it was having a shooting contest. You know, I don't yeah. know if he can do he the step back sort of stuff right. like he that. He can't but get his shot off as fast or as, as good as, as, as Curry. I mean, right. But when he was yeah. when he decided he would like to score, like yeah. those games that Amari would be out or Charmier, yeah. he had no problem going for thirty. Yeah, you know, lot, he was not a lot of not a lot of misses. You know, nah. coming out of Steve Nash clip. No, nah, not know. at all. Did you realize what type of uh, year JJ Redick is having? I didn't realize that until I just went and looked at his numbers the other day. 
he's shooting, first of all, he's shooting 50% from the three-point line. And we're not talking about mm-hmm. one to three-point attempt a game either. Right, I know. Like, I mean, he's getting them up, yeah. and he's shooting 50% from the floor, and he's shooting 90% from the line. That would be an NBA record. You know, we talk about 40, you know, 50, 40, 90. I mean, this dude's about to do 50, 50, 90. Yeah. yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah, it would be. I mean, that, that, that would be crazy. Got a whole, got a whole half a year left. Okay, now, now let's talk about this, this game, the much-anticipated game, the much-anticipated matchup. Um, Cleveland at Golden State. Get your popcorn ready. Golden State this, at Cleveland. Golden State at Cleveland. Thank you. A healthy Cleveland. Got all the players. Kyrie's there. He's been back for a while now. You know, let's, they're in Cleveland. The, you know, Golden State got them at home. Let's see what happens now. And they go out there and just, I mean, blow them out of the water. Let me ask you this, DJ. Have you ever been a part of a game that you that was a huge game built going into it, like whether it be in college or or the NBA, where you know such a big game, all the you know everybody on live on TV, this is everybody da 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 da, or just a, it was a big game to you guys, and then just went out there and laid a complete egg. No. Okay. I didn't. I like. I don't. I think that rarely happens that a game of that magnitude right. for something like that to happen. Right. Um, what What do you take away from that? I did that to me, me and A one talked, and I, the word one word came up together was unacceptable. Yeah, that, that's one. I mean, and, and that was that was disturbing to see because I was one of the guys who who, who was like, you know, as much as I, you know, like I root for Golden State because I just, you know, love watching them, and I'm fans of, you know, Clay and Steph. But I was one of the guys who were like, you know, if they had um, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Maybe they win. You said it. Yeah, said I'm it. like maybe they they can do without love. They could because Thompson, you know, Thompson played very well. But I'm like if they had Kyrie, they might win this series. So now they have Kyrie and Love. And just looking at that game, and it looked like they were better without him. You know, really, it was like it was embarrassing. Love three points with Kyrie six or you know eight or something like that. Even LeBron. Didn't didn't really step up. It wasn't even it was it was an it was an embarrassment, and especially after you know you got Steph Curry who's kind of trash talking. Said he hoped their locker room still smelled like, like champagne. champagne. That's that's surprising, you know, coming from him who, you know, he's he hasn't been that guy, you know, that you know talks yeah. that kind of stuff. No, definitely and not. Going like that. there and it from Draymond or something. Right, right, and and it was easy, easy, absolutely easy. I, I think. What 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 I'm what I take away from this is what Cleveland has got going on and what LeBron has made a career of doing. This this cookie cutter insert player here sort of thing, it catches up with you sooner or later. And that a team like Golden when you run into a team like Golden State that plays together all the time, much better. You know when you're at the wreck and you you got you five other guys who all know how to play basketball, who are all good basketball players, and then there's that one group of five guys that are accountants, bankers, whatever, but they play together every single weekend, know each other's back cuts, know everything, and you'll be like, yeah. Yeah, how do they just run us off the floor? Because like, yeah. they know when, when Tom shoots, Mike gets the thing, you know what I mean? He yeah. knows the outlet pass, and you'll be like, mm-hmm. they're borderline running plays at the wreck, you know what I mean? you be like, yeah. okay. And that's what it looks like in Golden State versus Cleveland, where you know, every, as long as this project that they've had going on in Cleveland – Kevin Love is out, uh, Shumpert's out, J.R. Smith is out, Kyrie's out, and you—I wonder how many games they've, as a unit, have all played. I, I, I wonder if it's even double digits, where they've had J.R. Iman, Kyrie, Love, and 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 LeBron. There was a stat that someone put up. It was like 
when all of them played, they had a they had a record. It was it was really good though. It was. But I bet you it wasn't many games. It was it was um it was like I don't know if it's thirty and like yeah. five or something like that. Some or thirty and four, some something right. around there that they they said. I mean, the, the, they keep you can't just keep inserting guys. You know what I mean? It, what, when one guy comes back from injury, the other one seems to to mm-hmm. get injured, and sooner like it's not a coincidence that that Miami team didn't win their first year, but their second and third year as they played together a little bit longer, yeah. they won. A lot earlier when all this happened, it got everybody thought he was hating it. It seemed like it came out of nowhere, and I thought it was a great point. And I said, "Remember this day when Chris Bosh says Kevin Love is in for a surprise, and he's going to be the one who has to make the sacrifice, yeah. and it's not." And you, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, you sound bitter." And it was, to me, I think it was the same thing like the when McNabb said to RG three, and it was like, "You know, oh, you sound bitter." And I don't think Bosh was bitter at all. He's letting you know, like, "Listen, dude, I've been the first team All NBA guy to the third option." Like, and it's. It's a lot harder than people want to give you credit for. LeBron said earlier this year, though, he's like, man, we're going through Kevin. Go ahead. You do your thing. You feel like you want more touches. You want the ball. Here you go. I think he was trying to exploit him. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, put you in no, your place. Absolutely. absolutely. But still, it's up to Kevin to step up. I don't think we've been saying this from years when he was in Minnesota. I, I just don't think he's that good. Yeah. And when I say that good, mind you, I don't, he's good. Trust me, it's very good. You know, be, I, but there's a very there's a huge difference between being Minnesota, like you just said, mm-hmm. playing losing basketball, mm-hmm. and we're talking about being the leading scorer in a championship team. Right. That's night and day. You know that 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 that's night and day. And I'm not. And I think LeBron. I think like you said. I think Le, that was LeBron's point. Like you want to go ahead. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you got three, I guess basically max level players, like you don't you're not gonna have three people on your team averaging twenty points a game. No, absolutely not. And I'm not. Somebody's like you said. Someone's, someone's going to have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I I love. You Kyle. can have three people having twenty. Yeah, it's called okay. lottery picks. You'll be you'll be heading to the. Lot. That sounds like when the the Mavericks did it with the three Js or, or you know when everybody scored. There's, there's teams that have done it. The Mavericks did it with, but it's losing basketball. That's pretty hard to do. Three guys averaging twenty points a game. That's a lot of shots. Well, Bron, for three Bron, guys. Bron averages twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, I don't know what we averaging this year, but you know last year it was, it was around twenty, and Love was around seventeen, eighteen. If Bron averages twenty five, twenty four, and Love gets mm-hmm. three more points, that could be done. They're still a good it team. Could, no, absolutely, they still went to done. the finals. And they're still a good team this year. They just can't beat the Warriors. So now you was like in certain new guys. I'm thinking that's what they need to do because they can't beat the Warriors. It's 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 funny how now all of a sudden the next day the trade rumors about Mozgov like it's his fault. Like, <laughs> stop with the Mozgov. I was dude. saying I was saying that night to you know to our friend James. I was like, man, he's your friend first of all. My friend James, <laughs> <laughs> they got they got to something got to happen. They got to shake it up because this team cannot beat the Warriors. It's as crazy as it sounds. I think it's a, I think the answer is a addition by subtraction sort of situation. They might get swept this year, bro. If they so, make it. Somebody first of all, the, the sad part about all of this is is that if today I have to put my money on which one of these if you tell me Golden State or Cleveland, which one are you uh putting your money on to go to the finals? My money's on Cleveland. I feel like there's only one team in the NBA yeah. that's guaranteed to go to the finals. Cleveland. That's Cleveland. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I agree with you on that. You I know agree what with I mean? you on that. Yeah. So um, I mean they don't have to go through San Antonio. And all of them could be the Cleveland. And all of them could be Cleveland. Absolutely. I it's it's crazy, right? I think I'm as big a fan as anybody of Kyrie, and then I've said it off the show. I think he's the. And I was having a conversation with a one other day. I think he's argue. You can make a case for him as the most talented scorer with the ball in his hand. Like in terms of if we were starting a one on one tournament, that's the guy I would be putting my money on. You know, he's that talented. 
He's that good handling the ball. He's that good of a shooter. He's that quick. He's that good. I'm not so sure you can win with him. Like, I, I, I just I don't – I, I feel like that's a coach's nightmare. That's, that's a lot to handle because he is an elite scorer and he needs the ball in his hands. You know, he's not an off-the-ball scorer. He needs the ball in his hands. And I, I just don't know if you can win like that. Nah. I mean, he – you know, he's very talented. Extremely talented. Yeah. But he's just not used to, you know, no winning. Him or love. And it was, he, he didn't get a chance. Well, he went on that ride at least to the finals with them, and, and that was good for him. But I wish he could have, you know, finished that off and, you know, really, you know, felt what, what, what winning is like. And he didn't get that, and they lost. So now he's still in that, you know, you know losing basketball role. I, I'm just not so sure if you can't break him up into some other pieces. And, and when I say the less is more sort of situation, and, and I, I'm not really sure what Kevin Love – and when you look at Kevin Love, he looks lost. And he's looked lost his entire time in Cleveland. Like, mm-hmm. he has no idea why I'm here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. am, I, am yeah. I a center? Am I a stretch four? Am I, am I an option? Am I, right. do, am I just here to get rebound? What am I? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, LeBron's like, hey, go out there and be the lead. And he's probably like, I know I'm not the leading scorer on the team. I know that's not what I am. You know what I mean? But I don't know what I am. And I'm not sure. One, I feel like the coach was put in that position, and I don't know what he really did to earn that mm-hmm. um, position. And – that's that's one of those situations where it's like, yo, that that needs a Pat Riley or Phil Jackson or you know, one of them dudes to figure this out. That when they say it, it means it, and you know, and they can do that because I don't think Blatt has the opportunity to to bench a Kyrie Irving or a bench a Kevin Love. You know what I mean? That needs to be from a guy like Phil or from a guy like Riley, and that says you know when Pat Riley probably told Chris Bosh like, listen, dude, you're getting 12 shots a game, period and three of them are going to be at the three-point line, I suggest you work on your three. If Pat Riley tells you that, you don't tell your agent, man, tell, you know, go to the gym and tell them I want out of here. Like, now nah, he is a GM. <laughs> so, like, you either do what he says or you don't. And I'm not so sure. Like, you always say some coaches have that freedom and some don't. Yeah. And uh, that, I, I, don't, I don't see Cleveland beating uh, Golden State. And if I'm LeBron, that's um, interesting. That, 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 that's unacceptable. And Why? What? That's just they're just I mean, like you say, Cleveland Cleveland's probably the only team that pretty much guarantee they're gonna get to the finals. Absolutely. No and, doubt about that. But you know, they just we don't feel like they can beat Golden State. I don't feel like they can beat Golden State. I'm I, or I, the Spurs. I, don't, I don't think they would beat the Spurs and you'd be interested to see if, I mean going uh OKC is pretty much uh, you know I wish they, they could be in the East. OKC, right? Yeah. You just need another elite team to be out to balance it out yeah. over there, to, to you know to make them people work and be honest and keep them honest because I do think that in the back of Cleveland's mind that they're not even paying the East any com- any uh, attention. You know what I mean? Their their main focus is Golden State and mm. San Antonio, and they're I like Chicago though. They've lost to Chicago this year. I like Chicago, but in a seven game series to beat the Cavs, I don't know. I like. I mean, Derrick Rose is coming along. He's playing better. Jimmy Butler's been having a great year. Great year. Paul Gasol, you know, he's he's doing what he does. I like I like Chicago. Even though they lost by thirty, they gave Golden State a lot better run than than Cleveland did. Hey, what do you what do you, when you're looking at LeBron? What are you seeing right now? Um, I don't know, man. I'm saying he he seems a little frustrated out there. I mean, he's 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 not being as aggressive. Like last night, I mean, he, I mean, he passing up, he passing up shots to give to somebody else who's not even open, and 
but you know LeBron can pretty much when he gets mad he can turn it on and you know when he when he feels like it. I feel like, and it's not to say that LeBron isn't great and maybe maybe even still the greatest player on the planet. I I feel like he's on the the back nine as they say. I I feel like LeBron's best basketball is behind him, not in front of him. That doesn't mean there's not still tons yeah. and tons of great basketball right. left in LeBron. Right. But I think LeBron's best years are behind him. And here's my thought on LeBron. I, all the great elite players who hung around this league forever, the Hall of Famers, they had a, a second stage of their career. And I feel like it's now time for the second stage of LeBron's career. And it doesn't mean that you can't have – there's people who've had a better second stage of their career mm-hmm. than the first stage of their career. So when I say that, again, it's Kobe had a second act. Mike had a second act. They mm-hmm. both won championships in their mm-hmm. second act. The, you know, the, the first act was – Dunking from the three-point line, I'm doing this, I'm crossing everybody over, I'm doing it. The second act was, you can't guard this fadeaway turnaround jumper. Carl right. um, Malone, first act was bully, down on the block, da-da-da-da, run, you know, runaway freight train. Second act, he won two M- back-to-back MVPs with that elbow, 15, uh, 15-foot elbow jumper. And he, he came into the league as a 50% free throw shooter, and by the end of his career, he was a you know, a solid mid-range game. You know, and we've seen a lot of the great players. Hakeem Olajuwon's first act. Second act, second half of his career is where he won, you know, back-to-back titles and whatever the case may be. And you have to add something to your game. And I think now we'll be interested to see what LeBron does for the second act of his career. Well, in that, in that aspect, I felt like we've all, we've seen we've we we've seen and we've seen his second act because he started off all dunks, you know, all flashy passes, everything transition. Now and he still does that. But now, even over the last few years, we see LeBron posting up more. We see LeBron, you know, hitting, hitting three-point shots and hitting fadeaways and one-leg shots. He, he's added that to his game. Now, it, it probably has to, you know, he probably, he's probably going to do it more now. But he still has his athleticism. The only reason it seems like he's in his second act is because what Steph's doing. What Steph's doing is just – so amazing is making everybody else kind of look average. Mm-hmm. As if, let's just say from a video game standpoint, like if we're doing a rating of LeBron's athleticism, for the first seven years of his career, he's a 99 on a scale of 99, right? And I would say now, 92? You know what I mean? Like it, it's just like you still might arguably be the best, but it's like I, I don't it. think you can just step on the – I think the days of you just stepping on the court and being – drastically better than everybody else mm-hmm. i mean even if he even if we want to say he's the best athlete like we can say that the gap is closed a little bit you, you know what i mean and that it's it's it, it's getting there and is interested to see what you add and I, I think that's where the great ones separate themselves that once that level is gone what can you do you know larry bird's back completely he couldn't even move but still found a way to you know mm-hmm. attack on there and what, what just was basketball iq and i mean you're still getting 10 rebounds a game with without even leaving the floor. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, and it'll be interesting. And then you got guys like, um, unfortunately, and I know it's one of, your, uh, one of your great friends, but it was like, Iverson didn't have a second act. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It was, and that's what, Steve Francis didn't have a second act. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Iverson was the most, the quickest player on the floor by a mile, and the second he wasn't, there was no second act. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think, I mean, now LeBron is, much more physically gifted than Iverson, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Iverson didn't wasn't because of his size that that just wasn't an option. You know what I mean? So I'm just interested to see what he does over this next 
three or four years. And once it might not be today and it might not be tomorrow, but within these next two years, he's not going to be the best athlete in the NBA. No, probably not. But he's still he's still going to be LeBron, 270 pounds, running a full forward and knocking guys over and able to finish. As, as long as he is, if his jump shot just, you know, and it's been getting better and better, as long as he. You, has it? It has. It has. <laughs> but I, he's just not as confident with it. It's, it's not natural. You got. It's not. You know, it's not. He's like, not a shooter. You're right. 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 And I'm, I'm talking to, you know, with a few guys about this over the last few days about, you know, him and, and like Kevin. And, and I was, and I had to tell them, I'm like, Kevin's numbers is actually better than LeBron's. Only thing LeBron does better than Kevin is assist. And, you know, and Kevin's numbers is really, you know, going, you know, under the radar. You know, he's shooting 50%, 40%, 90 from, you know, the free throw line and, you know, getting, you know, third in scoring. Like, like I feel like Durant's such a better scorer than LeBron. It's not even close. But when you look at – when you yeah. like yourself as an official certified NBA shooter, shooter, like yeah. you made the NBA as a shooter, yeah. you're a shooter, not a basketball player, a shooter. Right. Like you look at LeBron and you just be like, that's not a shooter. I mean, like, can't you, when you watch him Definitely shoot, you're like, shooter, you're, like no. you're not a shooter. No, but he no can. No matter how much you work on it and shooter, how much better you've gotten. You can, but that's the thing. You can work on it and get better because I see guys who weren't shooters and become shooters. Now, with LeBron, he does so much other stuff well, he don't have to, he don't have to do that. I'm talking about guys who, okay, my job is to play some defense, but I'm out here. So while I'm out here, I need to knock down these shots. So they go and work on their shot, and, you know, that's what they do. LeBron does so much more. And he knows he can get to the rim and get to the free throw line, which he also needs to get better on his free throws. But he still just don't have the – like sometimes he's confident. You know, if they're winning and he gets rolling, you know, he'll pull up from damn near half court with ease mm-hmm. and, and knock it down. I mean, he got a, he, he got a, a, you know, a good form. He got range. It's just I don't know if the confidence there. Because sometimes when you're a shooter, mm-hmm. like some of the shots that he might have that he'll pass up, you know, me looking at it from my perspective, last night I told you, like, he passed up. I'm like, if I get the ball right there, it's not even a thought. And that's I, not, if, as a shooter, you get that space, it's gone. And you can see him catch it and guess. And you, I mean, Absolutely. Anytime you see somebody guess, you, that's code for it. It's not going in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You either catch and shoot, and if you don't, then you might as well pass because we all right. know that's, that's not going in. And, and right. I feel like over the years, he's very much been streaky at best is the best word and when yeah. he's open. But then every once in a while, you'll see a shot that, and you look and you'll just be like, what the hell was it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you just be like, yeah. wow, you almost broke the basket on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you just be like, that was a very – but the frustration you can definitely see, like that, that, you know, the one that they keep showing is the Steph Curry comes up from behind him and steals the ball, and LeBron's looking around for somebody to blame, and it's like, that's like – he just stole the ball. No, 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 what he, what he did, and I, and I agree with him on this one. That Whoever Steph was, was guarding that ran to the corner, mm-hmm. you don't run to the corner while LeBron's posting up like – because Steph Curry is coming right behind you. Right. Like, you, he, he basically set LeBron up for that. And LeBron, you know, with the vision he has, I would have think he, he, he would have, um, when he's seen him run to the corner, know that Steph's probably going to, you know, make that move because he's seen him run to the corner. But at the end of the day, stay away from you. Go on the other side. You don't go over there. Now, he's just frustrated. You can tell he's yeah. frustrated. And, yeah. I mean, that, that was a nice 40-point L. And you can't feel good about that one. Did you, did you see – Kevin Love said something about, you know, it starts with our leader. 
And he, then, said, <laughs> he said we all have to look in the mirror. Right. And that's, <laughs> he said he was in the, like, and it starts. Say, so he looked over there. Starts as our leader all the way on down. What do you read from that? Oh, I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's but a little I, shade. But I'm like. But just a little, though, right? But for Kevin, it was like, all right, first you, you say look in the mirror. But then you throw it off with somebody else. <laughs> I was I, I did hear that and I was like I mean it, it kind of seemed like something that was just like funny and I get I mean yes I'm glad it didn't get blown way out of proportion yeah. you know what I mean because that's how this news cycle is these days yeah. but uh, it's definitely something that I would I'm sure you know who LeBron is and I'm sure he was like really <laughs> you know what I mean like okay let's see where this goes type of thing like, okay nope no write that down type of what's today's date okay got that one you know what I mean like not gonna say anything about it today but definitely filed in the uh. And the memory bank of like, I need to look in the mirror, huh? Starts with me. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that is interesting. Let's uh, go ahead and talk about. Wait, let me ask you guys real quick um, about Steph Curry. Um, you guys think he has a chip on his shoulder? Because I'm thinking about what you said about the comment he made about the champagne and uh, he yeah. hopes it still smells like champagne. He, I, think, I think he maybe does have a chip on his shoulder, I, but I feel like the it should have been a much larger chip on the shoulder of all the guys in right. Cleveland. Absolutely. And I do, people have said, you know, they didn't have their full team and, you know, they lucked up, you know, with getting to the finals because, you know, guys got Spurs got put out early and, you know, just the road that they took to the finals, a lot of people were saying they took an easy road and Cleveland was hurt. So I do think they, they do have a chip on their shoulder and they're playing like it. But like I say, Cleveland, especially already losing on Christmas, losing in the finals and being healthy. I feel like the game should have went the other way around. I was expecting Cleveland to win. Yeah. You know, if, if you had gave me an opportunity to, to rank my options of what was going to happen, that wouldn't have been last. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if I said somebody was going to lose by 40, I'd be like, not your night tonight, the Golden State. I'd be like, they just came out at home and punched you. It's very rare a team of that caliber loses by that much points at home. And Yeah, but even watching the game, I'm like – the game right. was even worse than the score. I don't. That's the bad part about it. Is the game was right, even worse than right, the score? Exactly. It could have been bad. It could have been worse. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm saying, but watching it is like I'm seeing like I don't see how Cleveland can beat them. I don't either, bro. But then when you watch it, you just ask yourself when you see the way they play. Yeah, it's just, every time Golden State gets going, and me, we all text about it back and forth. Like you, speak, you know, the one night Steph Curry's off, and you're like, okay, we got him, and then Clay Thompson goes for thirty at, before the half, and you're like, what are you supposed to do about that? And then, and, you, and then once you start seeing Eagle Dollar just knock down wide open threes in transition, what do you do about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't guard all of them. You, you know what I mean? So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see how Cleveland beats them. I don't give a damn what strength they're at. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens um, with this San Antonio game. Yeah, I'm, me too. Me too. Um, they go out here and win by 40, man. I'm not watching more basketball. <laughs> 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 wake, you, wake, wake me up in June, man. Yeah, I, I hear you, bro. Uh, football, and then, and then there was four. And I think we got the best four. Yeah. I, I, we've been saying, um, we pick, did you pick all those games correct? I know I picked all. I missed one game this playoff. I, I, think I, I think I missed I think I missed one. I went with Seattle. You, pick, you went with Seattle. Yeah. Okay. So that's two you've missed. I haven't missed one. Just for those who are counting out there in TV land. It's easy to pick these games. I was just trying to go out on the limb. Mm -hmm. You were just trying to lose. The, um, no, you really thought Seattle. I think Seattle was the majority uh but Seattle was a good pick. I don't have any problem with that um, that pick. Um, but this is what I wanted to see. Me personally, I wanted to see Arizona and um, Arizona and and Carolina the whole time. And I mean, might as well see. Give us one more Brady uh, Manning 
Bowl, although I'm not really loving this uh, Denver team as constituted right now. I just – between, you know, the receivers dropping everything in sight, Peyton's still not – Peyton. I mean, I guess probably Peyton will never be that Peyton again, but you never even know which running back is going to be good. You know, just a lot of question marks in, in Denver all the way around. And New England they got everybody back, and they went back to looking like New England. Uh, Kansas City did their part in terms of just Andy Reid to be as great a coach as he is. Just always seems to have these these games where you scratch your head, like, what are you doing? Time management. Time management has been, you know, big, big, big. I always remembered it, and then when I started listening to the shows and they started bring, I didn't realize it was that bad when they started naming all the different uh, situations and all the things that they did in that game. And then Doug Peterson, who got a job this week, uh, they asked him about why it took him so long to, uh, you know, why they decided to have, like, a nine-minute drive when you're down. Mm-hmm. And his answer was, we wanted to keep Tom Brady off the field. <laughs> like, you're catching them. That's the dumbest answer. Like, you know, when t- we, we thought it was a good idea to keep Tom Brady off the field. But, like, hmm. you do realize that they have more points than you. Like, I mean, so at some point in time, like, that, that's just <laughs> the worst. That. Yeah, he, like, he, that's he, the dumbest answer I've ever heard. He, like, re- he, really, he really wanted to say, well, because I have Alex Smith. I have Alex but Smith, and that's what you can't just say that. That's what our options are. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, here's our playbook. You, you name which screen you would have liked me to call. The, the tight end screen, the receiver screen. We have this one here where the tackle's eligible. We could we have used that one. You know what I mean? Like, what would you like us to do? I'm with you on that. Go ahead, Slim. What were you going to say? Nah, I mean, that, that was it. Okay. Yeah, the Kansas City game, I mean, I think that one pretty much went according uh, to plan. Um, the Denver game. Pittsburgh just you can't lose that many players and really think that you're gonna I mean they said you know had the stat up there they're the first playoff first team to ever play in the playoffs without their leading receiver yeah, rusher yeah. and something else I don't know what the other mm-hmm. thing was but essentially nobody's ever done that so I mean their chances if I'm if I'm Denver actually knowing that that team was down those weapons and the game was that close that's something a little, little bit uh, a little bit uh, more alarming about yep. and I watched we watched the um, Carolina game together and I just so dist- they jumped out on them so early and it was just so bothered by their complete lack of even attempting to play football in the second half and Carolina's actually done that several times now I mean they've given up numerous 30-point leads at, at this NFL season including to, against you guys and just the whole taking your foot off the gas thing and just being more concerned with making sure that the clock runs on every play than actually calling a play that you're attempting to score on, you know what I mean? Is with with a whole half of football left, with a guy like Russell Wilson on the other side. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just troubling as a fan. You know what I mean to watch that. You knew, you knew that, especially a, a team like Seattle was going to come out and, and play. You gotta, you gotta adjust. You can't go out there and and lose sixty, you know, <laughs> to nothing. You 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 had to do something, and it's just. It's not just a Carolina thing. That happens happens all the time. It does. When, you, when you that's why I hate I hate being up like that so early because I mean things happen. Things happen for you to get up like that. That's not going to happen and, again. And that's why you're playing with fire because when you take your foot off the gas, all it, when one Russell Wilson gets his thing going and he's moving, then all of a sudden let's say you decide to punt, and that punt gets blocked in return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Russell Wilson just threw a touchdown. Now you just got this block, this return, boom, you go out there. And, you know, Cam Newton at that point has played flawless football. But what if throws a pick six? Or you just hand the ball off and the guy fumbles. Yeah. That picked up and it's like, 
wow, that was 21 points real quick. And the momentum has completely changed. And it's like, I, it, it's almost like you're just waiting for it to happen. You know, when you have the team as a lead, you're like, man, man. And once that momentum gets going the other way, it's hard to stop. But you know, you know, it's weird because somebody, somebody said this um, that, that I saw in the second half. They ran the ball on first down the same amount of t- passed the ball on first down the same amount of times in the second half as they did in the first half. Right, but to me it wasn't – we watched the game together and looked at it, and I went back and pulled up the players because I wanted to see how many pass attempts it was. The passes were all at the line of scrimmage. And I remember I said, I was like, have you even thrown the ball down the field? And you're like, I don't even know if Ted Ginn is there. Like, they just they just throwing the ball. But the, they, the, they the, didn't do that the first half either. Ted Ginn didn't do nothing the first half the either. The second half was all about staying in bounds, keeping that clock running. They ran the play clock down to, to one second. Every yeah. single play. Yeah. And then, I mean, you're starting that in the second half? Like, I mean, you know, in the start of the third quarter? You're, you're, you're really concerned about making sure every play? To me, it's almost like you're admitting that you can't. You know what I mean? And it, it just, it, it's hard to watch, for one. doesn't make for an enjoyable uh, game. For, for starters, you're just watching them, you know, either hand the ball to, you know, you've seen screens to Mike Tolbert out the backfield. And, you know, his main goal is just stay in bounds. If he does pick up 10 yards, that'd be nice. But really, you know, it's like it's almost like you can see they've done the math in their head that, like, you know, in this drive if we get six plays and all six plays we take 45 seconds off. That'll take up, you know, five minutes. And, you know, if we do that again, we do that three times, there goes a quarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, anywhere you plan on scoring, like, no, just trying to run out the clock as much as possible. Oh, okay. I mean, that, that, I'm pretty sure that works, you know, a lot more than it, than it doesn't work. I'm sure but at the too. same time, I mean, you don't want to just keep passing, 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 and no time running off the clock. And now the team, the team, you know, they're coming back, and instead of it being, you know, seven minutes left in the game, you're still in the third quarter. you got to run some time off the clock. But you, you also got to think from which Bilicek is um, – they have this, all the ridiculous stats about him and the coming out. That's why – you know how they defer every um, – kickoff on the when they win the coin toss they always they prefer to get the second and like his stats about where he scores on that first drive in that third quarter are like ridiculously high and in terms of like so that carolina game how different does that game go if they come out in that first drive in the second half and score and then and then see how it looks each other them like i'm down 38 you know what i'm saying like and it's just like you know what that that's a wrap it, and, and it's almost like I mean, that you, you know having the guy would, on the ropes and just knocking him out i would think that would you that would already be Kind of your mindset when it's like, okay, we're down 30. Yeah, but then the 38 just comes like, especially out of the half. You know, you're going into halftime. You got the speech. Rah, rah. You mm-hmm. know, we can do this. They, they did it to us in the first half. We can do it to them. Let's do this. And, and you know, once you get this, that first stop, you're like, okay, you know what? We, we can do this. If you go out there and the first half looks like it's about to start the exact same way the uh, second half. I mean, the second half looks like it's about to start the exact same way the first half went. You'd be like, yeah, these boys are not so, our day. So for that to happen, then they would have to defer their kick. It, it doesn't even like, necessarily be the first. No, I'm not saying it needs to be the, the first drive of the game. I'm uh, just saying your first drive whenever yeah. you go out there. You yeah. know what I mean? But, I mean, I feel like once teams come out of the halftime, obviously, and, they got this, and, a, and a championship team that we're talking about, like Seattle's a, a real team, yeah. real coach, real players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you ha- like you said, you have to know they're coming out in the second half. Yeah. Like, they're not in the locker room saying, woe is me, like we're down 30. How are we ever going to get this back? They've come back from scores like that, and they're saying, you know, we're going to do it. Yeah. And every time that you go three and out, it's like you're feeding the beast. You know what I mean? You're, you're feeding into them. And you may say, wow, it was a good drive. We took off six minutes. And they're like, man, give us back the ball. We don't give a damn. I mean, They've I done it like, before. I feel like Carolina, you know, they still, you know, wanted to score. 
But oh, yeah, they yeah, wasn't yeah. they wasn't, you know, out there just trying to take knees. Turn up no. turn the ball over. Nah, uh uh-uh. uh. Actually that was their main thing, was like don't turn right, the ball over. Right. And even even with basketball, you see it you see it with basketball. All Teams down thirty. Time. I've been in the locker room when you know you'd be down twenty, almost thirty points and you know, coaches laying in, laying into guys and saying what we need to do, what we got to do, and guys come out there and you know cut the lead and come back. It's not because other team isn't trying to score. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, you're you're professionals, and at some point in time, you know, I mean, a lot of things went wrong. One half they can go right for you. The second, absolutely, no 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 doubt about that. Um, the Carolina, excuse me, the Green Bay, Arizona game. One of maybe not from the beginning, but one of the most electrifying fourth quarters games I can ever remember seeing. Um, and that's going to get all the attention, as it should. But being swept under the rug, but maybe, maybe not. It's getting a little bit of attention. Carson Palmer played terrible for 80% of that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he looked very, very bad. Um, Aaron Rodgers wasn't setting the world on fire, but uh, but Carson Palmer was out there. I mean, he had finished with two interceptions or three, but he could have easily had five. Like, I mean, he was just throwing the ball – all over the place, and, and he looked bad. Little cause of concern. I, I thought Carolina, excuse me, um, Arizona, if I had one sure pick, well, no, I would have said New England, but I definitely thought they would have handled them because I thought Arizona's a very good team, and I don't, and I think no, I think Arizona's a great team, excuse mm-hmm. me, and I thought the Packers are a one-man show, you know right. what I mean, for lack of a better word. Right. And, uh, you know, so that, that kind of makes you give a, a little bit of a hiccup Going forward with the with the Arizona, couldn't be happier for uh, Fitz. I mean, that, that that's that's just awesome that he got to to do all of that. You know, to to be there and be a part of that. Um, all three. Of, well, I'm going back and forth with you, DJ. I know Texan, and I'm just in awe of Aaron Rodgers' arm. Like, yeah. just in awe that this guy. I've seen guys throw the football that far. Never seen somebody throw the football that far wide, falling in the op- not even stepping into the throw. Yeah. Just flicking his wrist and that ball goes seventy yards in the air on a rope. Right, like well, that's impressive. He's impressive. I mean, we, <laughs> he's very like he you knows he's he's very impressive. We we've you know we've we've talked about this for a while now. Aaron Rodgers to me is the best quarterback in the league. Um, this this pure talent wise and throwing, rolling out, rolling out, scrambling, running with the ball, just being smart, being accurate, could be. The best I've ever, ever seen. Yeah. You know, he's got all the tools. Let's right, he got, got mean, all the tools. He's got all right. the tools to be the best. Right. If we're talking about building the best quarterback ever, right. like he's got the tools. I mean, right. all that's left now to do is put the resume together. Yeah. But tool wise, he's yeah. the guy. And he's out there playing with nothing too. Even Cobb, who had a terrible year, went down. I feel like Cam has those tools though. Nah. You don't uh-uh. think so? No. Not Aaron's accuracy. Yeah. Um, doesn't doesn't he's not he's not as smart. You don't have that that he don't have the accuracy at all. Okay. Um, he he has a big arm. He has a big arm. And um, he's fast and he's huge. He's, he's he's just a big, strong guy with a big arm. But he's not like Aaron Rodgers pinpoint with that dude. Yeah, yeah. And I and you know he reads defense as well. I don't know how how well Cam offense is set up for him to do what he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cam's made great strides and he's I we I mean as he's young and he has the potential to yeah. you know to get better. Yeah. But when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, almost 
flawless. I, I yeah. can't really think of what you would say. Yeah, he doesn't really Aaron have a, a weakness weak at his position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even at Cam Newton's best season right now, I don't think he even went over 60% passing. I yeah, might be like, wrong. Yeah. He was like 58. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, and my guess, I don't think Aaron Rodgers ever been under 60% passing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of that may not even be about act, but that's about going the right place with the ball right. when you're supposed to be there. Right. I, I really can't think of what Aaron Rodgers – Weakness may be right. is he's I mean he's might he's not Mike Vick but he can move yeah. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he he can move just enough for a quarterback he can go get that first down if it, if it's there mm-hmm. um, he's and flawless. just the little just like the little the little things he does like what he did against you guys the Redskins mm-hmm. like catching guys running off the field yep. yeah. getting extra play that's all just you know mm-hmm. that's, that's that's in your head yeah. you know you know how smart he is oh yeah, yeah. yeah. did you see that episode of Jeopardy like yep he, mm-hmm. like that you yeah. saying that like that yeah. dude is like uh, very smart guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's not smart for a football player. Like he's a smart human being. Like right. he's a he's a really bright dude. Um, as far he, as he was impressive. As far as the overall game, though, I I, th- I kind of look at it just like we just talked about what um the Carolina Seattle game where Arizona absolutely wiped the field off with Green Bay. You know, a few weeks ago. Aaron Rodgers played his worst game, and <laughs> Green Bay did. remember that. Oh yeah, nah, so nah, they nah, were going to come out, and you know they had recent film to go off. So I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that easy for Arizona this time around. Similar like the Minnesota Seattle thing. Yeah, where you know, remember they same situation. Like now, definitely and generally in sports speaking. When you have two good teams, and the last time somebody beat the brakes off them, yeah. when they come back, that's that's not how it's going to go. Cleveland just ain't get that memo, that, right? That's what I was. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said normally <laughs> yeah. Cleveland obviously did not get that memo. That's yeah. why I said I thought after Golden State won, like you said, the chip on the shoulder situation. Yeah. Like obviously Cleveland uh, was not aware of that. Um, but yeah, uh, no, you're right. I, I, there's obviously something to say for that, and I guess Green Bay was dialed in. But at the end of the day, this dude is was, was just playing with, you know, the New England sort of thing where. Just without the same thing, but they win that game, though. Can you believe a second hair Mary like that? No, you can't. And me and A One were talking about that on Tuesday when you say to yourself, "What are the, the odds of that are so none?" You, you know what I mean? Like the fact that it already happened in the season right. to me makes it less likely. You know what I mean? Like Aaron Rodgers going there, like man, he just had a hail mary like two weeks. We're not gonna have three hail marys. You know, two hail marys in two weeks. Like no, I'm watching like this game is over. Yeah, absolutely. Then they do on the one play we talked about it. First, they they got away. Um, Arizona got away with a pass interference call. He throws it down. They don't call the pass interference. Mm-hmm. So them like, man, this game's over. Man. Fourth and twenty-one. Yeah. Fourth and twenty-one rolls out right. and gets it. Uh-huh. Rolls out and gets it. And, I mean, you're just watching it. I mean, he's he. And the thing is, Aaron Rodgers' calmness, the way he looks, just I mean, it's like that relaxed statement is always on his. Like that's how he really thinks. Like he's just cool. He's just as cool as can be. Fourth and 21, and he's rolling out looking for guys as if, like, mm, you know, like it's just a normal first down, first yeah. quarter of the game right. sort of sort of rollout. And uh, he he was just impressive as a whole. He, he really is impressive. Yeah. And I, I really was, um, as I was telling A1 the other day, surprised by Carson Palmer, which seemed like careless uh, or lack of concern for holding on to the ball. You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying he needs, you need to be Alex Smith. But there's a lot of times he's throwing the ball in some real situations. And you're like, ah, why would you do that? You know what I mean? A lot of Jay Cutler looking stuff like, you just throw the ball in the triple coverage on first down. He's getting cocky, <laughs> man. Yeah. After the year he had, he's getting a yeah. little cocky, man. Like yeah. Yeah, that, that touchdown pass that he had that got batted up in the air and it just happened to land in yeah. his guy. Like yeah. that could have been a pick. Yeah. And that would have been his second pick in the end zone of the quarter. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yo, dude, that's a 
risky pass. A lot of trying to fire the ball in there going on. And, uh, you know, wow. So so now going forward, did you, is there anything else about any of those games jumped out at you? <sighs> nah, nothing, nothing really. I mean, aside from all the all the drop passes from the Denver receivers. Which you know, has become cause, a theme. Cause, yeah, because Peyton, Peyton actually threw the ball pretty well that game, and it was just a lot of drop passes. And like I told you, and uh, what's they did the same thing to the boy. To Part Oswald, of the reason he yeah. lost his job. Yeah. If those guys, if those guys are catch those passes, there's a chance. Uh, what's his name? Is probably still playing. Uh, whatever his name is, Oswald. Brock Oswald. Oswald I mean, yeah, I doubt that, but maybe they, they would have been on the field. Like the games they lost is because people dropped passes on fourth down. Yeah. You know, Vernon dropped two passes on two different fourth downs in games that they, you know, they would have won. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's got to stop. Sooner or later, that's, that's going to catch up to you. Yeah. You play a good team, they're not going to let you just keep dropping the ball. And and we're talking about Pro Bowl receivers here. Yep. Dro- dropping passes, which is uh, you know, I don't know. Going forward, what 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 say you with these with these two matchups, DJ? Um, I don't these these two, which they should be, are, are tough to call. Two best games of the season, right? Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better uh, final four. Yeah, nah, nah, you couldn't. I, I just really hope, I really hope that um my guy Peyton, you know, really, really has you know another you know two great games in him. You, I don't. You, you want this to be the end. Anyway, regardless, right? Because if he wins, wouldn't you rather – if he wins the Super Bowl, wouldn't you be like, just stop now? Yeah, if he wins. If and then he if wins, he goes yeah. out there and loses, wouldn't you, and wouldn't you just be like, all right, bro, like, it's not going to happen? This this was a rough year, you know, for my guy. But like I was saying, you know, in previous shows, is like he just was great last year. It didn't fall off that fast. You know, he was 55 touchdowns a few years ago, 39 last year. He was just great. But at this point in your career, the only thing left to play for is Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So if this was the sort of thing where the Super Bowl was the first game of the year, like in September, you know what I mean? <laughs> then you'd be like, yeah, give it a shot. Right. But then you ask yourself, like you said, I mean, he just wasn't healthy this year. And it's like, do you really think that next year he's going to come back and do 17 weeks and he's going to be healthy? At, when, you th- when you factor in the playoffs, like, you know, he's got another four months of playoff of football in him? How much, how much do you think this year is about that Kubiak offense? Because the last few years in Denver, he's been lighting it up. Yeah, but now I, he's not. I think it's I think it's uh, the war of attrition, and I think it's just it's just caught up to him. I mean, again, there's gonna be as great as he is, and same thing with Brett Favre. Like there's always Brett Favre can go out there right now, take a team, and he, if he played 16 games, four of them would be magical. Yeah, you know, Brett you know what I mean? Like still probably got a strong arm. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely, no doubt about that. But the point is, I mean, when you're that great, there's always going to be magical moments. But the football season is 17 weeks before you start talking about the playoffs. So, like, do I think Peyton Manning could come back next year and string together 30 touchdowns and nine interceptions? Probably so. But the bigger question is, do I think Peyton Manning could come back next year and play 16 games? No. I mean, I don't. Uh, and, that, it, when, and the thing is, it doesn't require 16 games. It requires. 18 to 19 games to win a Super Bowl. And if he's – at this point in his career, there's there's nothing that's a successful season other than winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah I mean, he owns every record there is, mm-hmm. career and in, in single season. Y- you know what I mean? So I, 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 I don't see how he could do another 19 games of football. It just depends on his health and how he feels. I mean, Tom Brady's a year younger than Peyton. Tom looked like he can play 10 more years. Easy. He does. Yeah. And, and, and two, a year ago or this time last year, so did Peyton Manning. 
Yeah. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. So like right. when it when it hits you, it, it, it hits you. And again, uh, like you said, Peyton Manning and his prime wasn't exactly a gunslinger to begin with. Right. And as that arm and the surgeries and the injuries start adding up, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, I guess so. And when you start talking about things like the, you know, the plantar fasciitis and, you know, that, that affects stepping into throws. So now you're talking about a guy who doesn't have a strong arm to begin with, and now he has an inability to plant and step into throws. So that's going to start doing things, you know. And, and th- what, what you never want to see from the Peyton man, he just had a 9-17 and 17 season. You don't want to see back-to-back of them things. Yeah. Or, or even worse, you don't want to see ne- that next year. The Bro- it, it almost it got disrespectful at the end here when we, you know what I mean, where they were talking about him backing up Brock Osweiler. That's not how it's. You don't want that for the ending. You know what I mean? Next year no. he comes back and he's, he loses his starting job to Brock Osweiler. Like that's not how it's going to end. So yeah. I'd like to see all the eggs in the basket, and I'd be happy one way or the other. If he makes the Super Bowl and he wins it, that's time to hang it up. Take a page right out of the guy from upstairs, from John Elway. You know, right off into the sunset. And if you lose, you still can hang your head high and say, my last game I played was in the Super Bowl. Win yeah. or lose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus the last game I played was a coach's decision. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't want that. Yeah. But that, that, that's just me, my thought. But the, another thing with, with these games is I feel like whoever wins between New England or Denver, I don't think neither team can beat either other teams in the NFC. I think Arizona or Carolina wins the Super Bowl. I can't argue with that other than the fact that you you never can bet against New England, right? I mean Well yeah, I guess you, if they I ain't mean, playing the Giants. Hey, that's what I was gonna say. Is other than the Giants, bro? Yeah. I mean like and I'm just I mean, I obviously you should say that because it's your team, but there's facts to back it up. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it is what it is. But I mean I think other Tom's than that, actually lost his last two in the playoffs to Peyton. I know he's um I know he doesn't do well in Denver. Yeah. I, I, I do I do know that his 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 record in Denver is like two and six. Yeah. And in Denver, um, but I know his record against Tom Brady in the playoffs is pretty damn good. Against Peyton, yeah, it is good. I just think I think um, so I, he, I think he won Denver. the last two. I think the Denver. I don't think he's beat him in Denver. I don't know Denver. what it is yeah. about Denver and Tom Brady. Just doesn't. I mean, he just lost to Rock Osweiler in Denver. Like he just doesn't play good in Denver. He's lost to uh, Jay Cutler in Denver, and he lost to um, Jake Plummer. He lost to Jay Plummer. That altitude, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. You know, I, I don't know. I, and it might just be fluke. You know, it might just be a random, yeah. you know, stat that you just be like, you know, I never really paid attention to that. I mean, because you know there's a stat for everything. Like, if I told you, DJ, you know that your shooting percentage is 20% when you wear the red shoes? Right. Like, no, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I never paid that any attention. Right. I hate so, stats. Yeah, hey, I, I feel you. Um, who you. So who are you picking with this one then? Let's go straight right. to it. All right. Um, who are you picking and why? I'm going to, I'm going to pick Denver. Why it's 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 a somewhat emotional pick, and it's for the fact that Tom doesn't you know play great in Denver. Like you just say, he lost to Oswald this year in Denver. And Denver, Denver has an elite defense. But what this, what scares me about this pick is everybody's back. Amadola mm-hmm. looks great. Um, Gronk Edelman's back. Gronk is Gronk. Um, I feel like they I feel like they're just going to be out there passing the ball every single time. But I do think that will be harder to do in Denver than, you know, at home or against Kansas City. Piggybacking on what the theme of this show has been, teams remember when they lost to you the last time. Yeah. I don't see Denver beating New England two times in a row. 
That could be true. But this like, is this is different. They lost to the Denver without Peyton. Same, same might be true. I, I you know, I I'd like to know if uh you know, what percentage of times Billichek and Brady have lost to a team back to back times, mm-hmm. let alone in the same season, you know, two times in, in one season. Right. Like uh, I'm willing to bet it ain't very high, you know what I mean? Um he, the Billichek thing is, is so huge. It is um and the Tom Brady thing is huge. And then when you start throwing in things like, you know, Gronk and getting Amendola and, and uh, Edelman back, was either one of them playing in that Denver game? Um, I know that's the game I'm that Gronk got his knee knocked out. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think either one of them was playing in that game because I remember, it was, remember when it was looking like th- that looked like it was about to be the end of Gronk's year yeah. when he caught that helmet. I remember that being like the final straw. I'd be like, that's everybody. Yeah. That's his whole receiving core. Um, a fully loaded New England team. It's tough, man, and and the way the way Denver did look they didn't look great against Pittsburgh. They, did. they didn't look no, great against what, no, Pittsburgh. They, they could they almost lost that game. A very yeah. depleted Pittsburgh team. Absolutely, I, I'm going with. That's why I say there's a lot of emotion in this in this pick with me. You know, it's not it's not all logic. I mean, there's some logic. There's some <laughs> not logic. all logic. There's some logic in it, but there's you know some emotion in the pick too. Okay, I'm going with. Uh, I'll go with New England so I can continue my streak of perfection. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, yeah, you can have your emotions, bro. <laughs> I'll take the wins. Um, and then the next game. Um, Ooh, man, uh, this is another pick. I'm a. That's a guess game. Um, Are they going in order? What? What? What's the? Um, you know what the schedule is on that? It's Sunday at three for Denver and six o'clock for Arizona and Carolina. Okay. Another another kind of emotional pick. I don't know why I keep picking against Carolina. I just haven't I, learned I yet. Do, Carolina. I don't know why you do. I mean, it's Carolina looks should, pretty good. It, exactly, pretty good. Like, but the, their defense looks good. You know, Cam's out there doing what he want. They're getting first downs whenever they feel like it. They they. It's just hard to buy into when you look around and it's like, who are these people? Cam's throwing the ball to. He's throwing to Ted Ginn. <laughs> yeah, and, we didn't and, even throw and, to Ted and Ginn. Greg Olson. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't throw to either – Ted Ging, uh, Greg Olson got uh, got uh, got himself hit pretty good last yeah, week and he had to yeah, come out the game. Yeah. Um, without Honey Badger, without Honey Badger, you know, they – Arizona's got Arizona, a lot of weapons. They bro. do, they do, they do. I'm, I'm going to pick Arizona, though. That's why I say there's a little emotion behind that. But I wish Honey Badger was out there. I would feel better about my pick. But I, I, I like Arizona. I 100% with you, and I don't know why I, – I, Every week you look at Carolina and you're like, this is the week, you know, this is the test. This is, you know, this is the test. They're going to, they can't do that. And I did that all season long. So I got on, like I said, I got on the bandwagon pretty late. And, and which it, game did they lose? That, that <laughs> Against one. the team you yeah, would never it, pick for. Exactly. <laughs> but that's how it works always. Yeah. But, um, you know, you look at that, and that Carolina team is stacked. The way Carson Palmer played last week, not impressive, like at all. Um, Cam. It's pretty much like you said. He's out there doing what he wants. I'll go with Carolina, and the only reason I'll go with Carolina is because they're at home. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason they're at home. And Cam looks more let, – okay, let's put it this way. Both of these two are, you know, MVP finalists, and Cam just looks right now more comfortable in himself than, than, than uh, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer didn't look comfortable at all, and mm-hmm. that was at home. Cam at home is almost look like I mean the even take away the football thing you if you let them get out there and he starts with the the dancing and the dabbing and the, I can mean, you imagine if they fun, let bro. these guys win the Super Bowl? I don't see the NFL do like I think that the <laughs> NFL would 
imagine a camp. That, there's nobody in the NFL that, that Goodell hates more than Brady. So it's like, could you imagine him having a Cam Brady Super Bowl? He probably wouldn't even go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he'd be like, I'd be damned if I hand Tom Brady the um up, up hand him a Super Bowl ring. He's like, yo, I still have a lawsuit out against you. Like, I'm still trying to get you four <laughs> games, bro. Like, yo, you, here's a Super Bowl, yo. I'm telling you next, I'm getting four games of both of you, bro. Like, you, you know, like he still he appealed the, the the ruling that the court gave him. Like, he's still going after as he Tom should. Brady. For Tom should have served four games, man. He's still going after Tom, so you know he's not rooting for that. You know, and he, then he and didn't then know the footballs were deflated. I'm not trying to hear that. And then <laughs> I don't think anybody is. <laughs> but, I mean, it is what it is. It's done. It's gone. But uh, – and then Camp, his other option would be Camp? Nah. He'd probably be like, nah. I, he's rooting for Carolina mm. – uh, for Cardinals versus Peyton Manning Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, you know that. Like, and at which point then all the HGH stuff will surface about Peyton. And like, Jesus. I'm, root, I'm rooting for – I'm rooting for it, too. For – For a Cardinals versus – For uh, Cardinals versus Denver, man. I think that would be hilarious for him to get a pan. Yeah, I, I, I definitely wonder what the narrative would be. I don't think the NFL is prepared to have Cam Newton as the face of the league. Because, I mean, I could just see him at his press conference. I'm here. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just coming out like, what's up, bitches? <laughs> like, I what mean, y'all trying every to first do? down, man. Oh, every that, first down. The M- yeah, that it. Come on, man. That's the face. That, that, uh, he'll be the face. Like, I mean, smiling from ear to ear. Couldn't even imagine Eli get a first down. Smiling, he's dabbing every time he throw a touchdown or something. He's out there having a ball. Having a ball. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad at him, I but mean, I mean, he's having a ball. But he, he looks like the last person I can only compare this to is like the Michigan Michigan Fab Five team, like, right? You know, like right. That, or like the, uh, the 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 Hurricane U. The, uh, you know what I'm saying? Back in those days, like he's out there remember, having a ball. Remember when when Cleveland LeBron first Cleveland run when them all guys the was taking pictures, pictures and yeah, all that? Yeah. yeah. That's it, but see, they was doing that before the game. Cam just does yeah. this all game. Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, and he's, he, he's he's having fun, man. And and we haven't seen him yet. Really had to eat humble pie at any point. Exactly. In the that was my next statement. Is like, got it. He hasn't ate humble pie. All, he got to get they, humble. They haven't been down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they probably been down three times this whole year, if and, that. And if he wins his Super Bowl, he can basically pretty much cruise his whole career out now. Yeah, and the Super Bowl in Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a year that they like, they were picked to finish like four and twelve. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, without any of his receivers. I yeah, mean, without wow. was one receiver. There you go. I mean, at that point, <laughs> what, do, what do you do if you're uh, what's his Got name? the fastest uh, receiver in the league. Who, who's their receiver? Who's the um, their number one receiver? Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thanks, bro. We don't even need you. Yeah. Like, but, how does that contract negotiation go? Like, I was looking for a raise. Uh, a raise. <laughs> Look for another job. <laughs> I just won the Super Bowl without you, dude. You know what? Outrun Ted game right now, you get it. Then you get the exactly. Um, as I pointed out to you, DJ, because you was there with me, how hilarious, though, is that they send the hand unit, hands unit out and they got backup linebackers out there, but no Ted Ginn, man. The number one receiver ain't out there on the hands There unit. were no receivers out there. It wasn't just Ted Ginn. Was, well, Greg Olsen Nobody's the out there. Kashi wasn't out there. Olsen wasn't out there. Yeah. Now, Olsen might have been out there. I think yeah, they Olsen need, was out there like some linebackers and some safety. Yeah, I think they needed them bodies to block, oh, okay. to block for is. one person that's to get it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, man. Right, for, the, for the backup linebacker to get it, right? They need the block. Yeah, because – Ted again, jump up in the air, weighing 180 pounds, and somebody knocking it away. It, yeah, yeah, right. Stop it. <laughs> he already muffed muffed a, a punt that he, he got exactly, back. Exactly, <laughs> man. Exactly, man. I I'm rooting for Cam just in terms of the fun level and everything. And it would definitely would be. Hey, give me a, give me a New England, um, Carolina, because uh, it's because there's a lot of people who those are probably the two most hated 
quarterbacks in the NFL, and it's going to force a lot of people to root for one or the other. As a matter of fact, I bet you a lot of people just won't watch it, to be honest with you. If, like, if their choices, there's a lot of people out here that if you tell your choices to root for Tom Brady or Cam Newton, I think a lot of people would just say, I'll pass. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not rooting for either one of those guys. They're like, it's not going to happen. People love Tom Brady, man. You know how many people hate Tom Brady? Yeah, because of so many people that love him. Yeah, exactly. But I this think so hate kind of makes you watch, though. You, 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 yeah, but more, I'm not watching that game. But hate, it is no, a, it, no, it, no, no, the no. hate makes you watch when you, when, when, you, when you only hate one side. When you hate both sides. No Super Bowl party at my yeah. house, man. If it's, if it's New England, <laughs> Carolina, no Super Bowl party at my house, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm not that's, watching. That's how it would be. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people who hate Tom Brady. A lot of people. There are whole cities that hate Tom Brady. I actually like Tom Brady a lot more now than I used to. I didn't like him fans don't like him. Ravens fans hate him. Yeah, we the own him, though. The Colts we, we, fans we hate him. We own him, though. The whole, the whole AFC East hate I mean, like. They just hate him, and then now Roger Goodell hates him. You know, they, everybody hates the Patriots for starters. They, you know, they think that they're cheaters, and and they just hate them, and they're whiners. So but they you hate know, him. I used to be like, man, Tom can't throw the ball past ten yards. Every pass is a, a check a, down. I'm like, man, this dude can't throw like Peyton. Now I respect I him a lot until more. When he got the, I wasn't a Tom Brady fan until the Randy Moss season, where I was like, okay. Because oh, yeah, it was well, definitely all, it was just all who can't check the down. Ball they went in games thirteen to nine, and I was like, "Yo, dude's not that." And then I was like, "Yeah, that dude a weapon, and he let that thing go." I was like, "Got a rocket." But who yeah, can't throw like, the okay. ball to Randy Moss? Uh, the Raiders. Yeah, um. well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was on Randy. <laughs> the, the Raiders couldn't. But what pissed me off about that year? Kerry Collins and Aaron. Kerry Collins can't do it. And Aaron. Kerry Collins got a cannon. Kerry Collins got one of the strongest arms in the league. Here's the answer to your question. Kerry took us to the Super Bowl. Well, he couldn't take Randy Moss anywhere. Yeah, that was Randy. I play when I want to play. That's on him. He said that in Minnesota. He didn't say that in Oakland. He said that. But you know what? I um I I hated them more that year. Who New England? Yeah, but now that's when they were actually because I felt like before, like you said, they was winning. He was winning Super Bowls 13 to 10 and games 19 to 6 because yeah. of the defense. I'm like, it was blowing me. Like, that was bo- same thing like I felt with Ben. And then when Ben got bombs away and now mm-hmm. Tom, like, and I was like, okay, once Tom Brady got, uh, and then he had uh, a couple other deep weapons and he threw it, and I was like, okay, he can't throw the ball down the field. I mean, just want to see that somebody's capable of doing it. Man, like, and then guys. you got guys like Alex Smith who just never throw the ball down the field, no matter who the hell. I bet you Randy Moss was on the Alex Smith team, he wouldn't throw the ball down the field. No, but I'm just talking about overall, them guys were out there patting stats. And I ain't like that. They out there 59 nothing against the Redskins on a one-yard line, five wide oh, outs. Right, they play, yeah, they were playing yeah, they were playing to break records, Love playing it. to get stats. And, I'm, and I was always saying, like, Peyton Manning, when he, he broke Marino record, Marino had 48 touchdowns, Peyton Manning had 49. He had the ball again. He was at, the, like, the, the one or two-yard line. He could have thrown for 50. He handed the ball off because he wasn't uh, out there just trying to play. I don't I mean, feel like Peyton played for stats. As many stats as he has – I don't feel like he plays for stats. I feel like New England, they play for stats, especially that year. If, well, Peyton Manning should play for stats because the only thing he has should play for regular season no, he stats. I hope he don't Super play Bowl. for Super Bowls because he well, he he's had a, a bad career because he has one <laughs> out of 19 years. Moreno has none. He one of the best quarterbacks career. ever. Yes, and he played for stats, and that's what he's got. Yeah, and Bradshaw has four and can't touch neither one of them. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. But um, Peyton Manning will definitely go down as the regular season champ. <laughs> That's what he'll be known for. He has all, he has all of those records. No integrity, man. He don't care about breaking records. Nah, I mean, man. when you say integrity, when you say, I mean, Peyton Manning is everything that you that you could possibly ask for in terms of being the constant professional. His whole family, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, is, I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, they're they're robots. You know what I mean, yeah. and. Uh, that's that. That was also the part where when that HGH thing came out, you'd be like, "Come on, man! Don't you can't do that type of stuff to people like that, yeah. man!" Like, dude, got a perfectly clean image. If there's absolutely no truth in this, which there probably isn't, mm-hmm. you, 
you can't do that to people like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? You, you can't do that. That that's just not cool. Press charges against that guy. You can't do that to people like that. Um, anything else you want to say before we get out here? Hey, when you always have some random something. Um, Chip Kelly got a job in San Fran. I mean, anybody I know a lot of San Francisco fans, and I don't know one of them who likes that. Okay. What's up? You, you, had, a, you had an email from, uh, or did you already read, I read that? Yeah, I read it. It was okay. about the receivers. Um, That's all you had is Chip Kelly? No, your oh, boy, um, okay. Deontay Wilder, had a fight. Saturday. I was about to say. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. Knocked the guy out. I mean, yeah. it, he actually, the guy was giving some trouble early. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you're going you're gonna to land one of them right hands sooner or later, but mm-hmm. the guy started bleeding after a while. He was he was tough for a while, but he ended it ended like I, I figured it would. Yeah. But the, fun, the funny part was Tyson Fury getting in the ring after yeah. the fight. Yeah. yeah. Did you like that? Uh, I mean – I look real WWF, bro. But that's what Deontay that's said. Kind of what you, that's what Deontay said. Deontay was like, man, I do this for real, man. You need to be on WWF, man. It's like you acting right now. This ain't – I don't feel like Deontay was a part of that. That was just something. Because even during the fight when they put the camera on Tyson, Tyson talking stuff like he can't fight, he can't fight. So even – We had a real good conversation on uh, Sunday – at your house about the um, just the state of boxing and promotion, and and you and you kind of wonder, like you said, because you're absolutely right. Dante didn't want anything to to do with that, and then you kind of wonder, if, like, if that plays into a part that the reason bo- where boxing is, because you know you're looking at it, it's like that. What Tyson Fury is doing right is that's the promotion side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of us look at him like, dude, that's corny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he sung to his wife after the fight. I mean, I, he's oh he's corny. That, that was yeah. He's absolutely. corny. But then you say the other side is like you got Dante, who's the just the cool guy, doesn't really say anything, and that's part of the reason nobody know who the hell he is. The thing is, he 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 talks his stuff. You know, he says, you know, he call his arms dynamite. He says, you know, you guys gonna basically can nobody beat him. He's the best heavyweight. Even after Tyson Fury beat Klitschko, he was like, you know, I'm I'm the best heavyweight. He he talks his little stuff. So we need that now ASAP, right? Well, well like Deontay said, he said I got some mandatory stuff I got to do, uh, fights I got to take. Some some mandatory fights, I guess, within the rankings, you know, of the heavyweight division. And then, you know, after he, after all this, after I take care of this, then if Tyson there, we can make it happen. Who's there to take care of, though? I don't know. Because, I mean, the the belt thing, there's, like, different belts. Yeah. But who there's has like the four main of them. one? There's four of them. I think he Tyson has, the, has two. Yeah. They both, and, and they both have two. Then. I think Deontay has one. Somebody else might got another one. Maybe somebody else got, else got another one. I'm not sure. Okay, so. What's his name? Tyson Fury got one stripped, didn't he? Did he? he took one of his uh, belts. I'm so, not sure. So how can he have obligations if that's right? Like you know yeah. what I mean? If you're you're both champions, how is that not the obligation? Everybody everybody has you know, when you when you in them rankings you have them belts, they have obligations. Just like that's why Cotto Cotto had to pay tri- right. triple G but, some money to fight Canelo. But isn't that because of like so like the belt that, that uh Wilder has. Oh, that's by this association. He's ranked number one. Wouldn't Tyson Fury automatically be number two in that ranking? You you would think so. But I would think Tyson Fury would be one because if the dude, if Tyson beat he beat Klitschko. Yeah. No, but I'm saying the ba- the belt that Wilder has, he had to get it from somebody. Whatever it is, yeah. he's ranked number one, and that's why he has that belt because yeah. he's ranked number one by that association. Charles Martin. Charles Martin has the IBF belt. Tyson Fury has WBO and WBA, and Deontay Wilder has the WBC. I mean, the other guy you just said, never heard of him. Charles, yeah. Martin. Charles Martin. Yeah. Never heard of him. So boxing needs to make – they they need to have that and somebody between the two of them. So, what what uh, what Fury was doing? I don't know if I would even call that. Like I don't know what the hell that was. It looked real 
WWE to me. And uh, it wouldn't make me want to see the fight anymore. He just look like, he look like a clown. He look like a big clown. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, who, who, who say you in that fight if that, when that happens, if it happens? Has to happen. Um, before I answer that, it says negoti- negotiations call for Wilder versus Pevic- Povetin. Alexander type fight. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and you've never even heard of him either? No, right? I haven't. Um, I think Deontay Wilder won that fight. Um, no. Okay. Is he somebody that even worth fighting? Anyone? Who that Alexander? I'm pretty sure he is. He fought Klitschko like two years ago. Oh, did he? Um, got banged out, but I mean, he's everybody. Everybody did. Thirty and one. So okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I think Deontay Wilder wins the fight, but if I'm, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Tyson, and you just took down the guy who's been indestructible for eleven years. I would be, and, and the funny thing is Tyson was actually pretty cocky before the fight. Mm-hmm. He was talking all kinds yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah, he to was. Um, and he, he was confident, and Tyson hasn't lost a fight. Um, I would be, you know, kind of cocky right now. I don't think he beats Deontay Wilder, though. He's a big guy. I don't think he beats Wilder, Did, were you, That Tyson-Fury fight versus Quisco, are you making that more about Fury and less about Quisco just, I mean, being old and done? I mean, it's both. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't even think Quisco's old and done. Like, like, just based off their looks, um, Tyson didn't look like – he looked like the way older fighter. You know, he's, you know, he's flabby. Physically he's he not physically. Like he looked – and Klitschko still, you know, ripped up, strong looking. But Tyson, you know, he you know, balding and, you know, didn't have <laughs> – you know, his body wasn't right. But uh, Klitschko might, might got something going on, you know. Like, I think him and his, you know, him and his wife, you know, has some nice stuff right, going yeah, on yeah. with her. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't look like him. He didn't even. He didn't box like him. Nah, not at all. He didn't box like he boxed like me. So I'm looking at. The <laughs> I rank- mean, he was out there. I'm looking like at the rankings. Th- landed three body punches or something. You, something crazy like that. You ready? Yeah. I'm looking at the rankings. Tyson Fury is one. Um, Vladimir is still two. The Alexander kid is three, and Deontay's four, in the in heavyweight rankings. And hmm. yeah, thirty-six and zero, still fourth. Um, Alexander's thirty-one. Who would you pick in a, in a Fury versus a uh, Wilder fight? Wilder. Deontay Wilder. You said, and you said Wilder too, right? So yeah. It's just I hard to. I'm not impressed with Tyson Fury at all. He, yeah, early, early. I, th- I just thought the Klitschko fight at first, I mean, it was so, it was so bad, you know, early. Yeah, then was. after Tyson got a little confident, um, he, he started to show me a little more when he got confident. You know, he was, you know, he was throwing his hands a little more. He was doing some slick movements for a guy. That's big, but he didn't still. hurt him though, did he? Nah, exactly. But he he don't. I don't think he he um he can last in the ring with Wilder. The heavyweight boxing needs to do itself a favor and and get that fight together and gets yeah. and get some real promoter behind it. I I I I wanted I wanted the I wanted the Wilder Klitschko fight really bad. Kind of <laughs> mad that he lost to um Tyson. I'm really hoping. Okay, so so now Deontay Wilder got to fight Alexander. Okay. Why don't Klitschko and Klitschko's do a rematch? 39? 39. Him and him and him and Tyson just need to do a rematch and um and let Deontay fight the winner of that fight. So now you're talking about Klitschko fighting damn near 41. Klitschko, Klitschko looks fine. What's his name? Um, was doing that. Um, George Foreman. George Foreman. And jo- and like I say, them, these dudes are you know flabby. Klitschko still look like he has no body fat. No, absolutely. Know? Physically, yes. He, yeah. he absolutely looks like he's as good a shape. And as I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, they take care. Yeah, of Yeah, I, I, I think really they well. do too. I, I think they do very much as well. Something tells me that when they're not in competition, they look the exact same as they do. You know what I mean? Like right. they're probably on top of it. I don't doubt it. 
All right, anything else? That's it? Um, Pacquiao, last match against Timothy Bradley. I hate it. Jesus. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I hate it. That's, 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 that's stupid, man. Yeah. You already you beat him twice. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody's acknowledging. The rematch wasn't even necessary. It wasn't even after close. the first yeah. one. I mean, like, like, like Timothy yeah. Bradley said on the show. Like, I feel like I, I'm the one who lost the first fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rematches for me. Nobody so, is giving him credit for that one. No. So and, and to fight, that's 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 worse than him fighting Marquez. There's, there's other fighters to fight. Go, why's everybody running? I'm Keith Thurman. I mean, I know why. But. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, babe, can this kid? Can this kid get a fight, man? Hey, what's your clip? Not your clip. Triple G. Who's he supposed to be fighting now? Um, I'm, I'm not sure who's who. Everybody who's saying they want to see him fight. Oh, probably Andre War or Canelo. Canelo. Since we're supposed to be fighting Canelo, yeah. is he fighting soon? They trying to. I think they trying to. Um, oh, they don't even have a date for it. Yeah, they don't have a date for it. Fans will have to wait for it, man. I'm just reading this now. Fans, like fans, will have to wait for Alvarez and Collection. So I, I don't know who else. Triple G not waiting around. You know, he not two fights a year. He's doing four fights a year. He'll he'll go fight somebody. He's not playing around like the other dudes. He's just trying to, you know, just get two fights a year. But I don't. I wonder why we gotta wait. All right, guys, that is everything. We've got to, I'm looking forward to this weekend here. This, this, is, this has been the most excited I've been in a while in terms of uh, two football games, four teams. But i got some real questions to be answered. Looking forward to it. All right, thank everybody for listening in. Make sure you check us out next week. And uh, everybody have a good week. Stay warm.